What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Barbell Talk podcast. My name is Nick. And I'm Justin. Join us each week as we discuss all things fitness, training, and nutrition in the world of strength and conditioning. You can find us on Instagram at barbell underscore talk underscore pod. And now, let's get into the episode. Uh, Welcome to episode six of the Barbell Talk podcast. Today is going to be a very interesting podcast because we're testing out video. Yes, you can see us now. Yes, if you... Search it up on YouTube. We're still having the debate of whether it's on my YouTube or Barbell Talk Podcast YouTube. But so now that you can see us, I'm Nick. And I'm Justin. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's Nick. Hi. Okay. I, think, I feel like the video puts a little bit more pressure on it. Yeah, it's um, kind of scary. The hope for the video was to, you know, instead of sharing just um, sound bites from the podcast, um, you can now see us as we as we talk about things and, and it gets interesting. Um we are doing a Q&A today. Thank you for following us on Instagram. Yeah, thank you for following us on Instagram. I think we're still at about, what, 50 followers? 50 exact. 50 exact. Getting those numbers up. Yes. Not that the Instagram matters, but we are hoping that this information gets to um, some some new people and everything like that. Um, but we have a couple, couple questions to get through today. Uh, thank you for everyone that submitted a question on the Barbell Talk podcast, uh, Instagram, my personal Instagram, Justin's personal Instagram. We got some funny questions in there. However, they did not have to do with um, training or proper training. So yeah. we're not going to go into them too much. Um, but we have a few questions. We have three questions that we're going to answer today based on kind of the exercise side of of training and everything. So And then gonna, we'll shoot to get into some nutrition stuff, which yes. seems to be everybody's uh, most difficult part yeah we have six questions so we'll probably split these up into two different podcasts and by probably i mean we've already come to that decision so there will be two q a's um so back-to-back weeks um so that'll be fun um but a few housekeeping items before we get started um you know thank you for everyone that continues to you know listen to the podcast we really appreciate the support um, if you would be so kind as to spend just a few moments, you know, rating it on Apple Podcasts, sharing it with friends and family that may benefit from it, um, all of that would be uh, incredible, and we are grateful. I think it's every time you say a couple housekeeping items, I think it's funny because you're just going to tell people where the bathroom is, but there's <laughs> nobody here. <laughs> what? Is that what you hear when you hear housekeeping items? Yeah. Any, anywho. Um, Let's get into the first question. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask it to Justin. What are your thoughts on pre workout? Anything less than a thousand milligrams, not worth it. Just yeah. kidding. Yeah. All right, <laughs> all right. My real answer. I think it's a very uh, beneficial and useful tool. I think um, from somebody that's not very educated, maybe a little bit older, under the assumption of some older myths and thoughts. Uh, they can see it as being dangerous or scary. Um, they can see it as a performance-enhancing drug, uh, which in some uh, ways it is uh, considered a performance enhancer because it uh, it has the main ingredient is caffeine. The caffeine. main purpose uh, people will use it for is to wake them up and prepare them for the workout. Um, yeah. Do you take pre-workout? I do. I is it from Russia? Russia. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of brand many 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 different brands, types, amount of caffeine out there. Um but 
you just have to know what you're looking for um, and know what's right for your type of training. What are what are good ingredients in pre-workout? What should you be looking for? Well, the caffeine, uh, like I said, number one. Uh, my pre-workout that I typically take has, I believe it is uh, 190 to 200 milligrams of caffeine. And to give you an idea, a cup of coffee, a regular size cup of coffee is usually 90 to 100 milligrams, correct? Yes. Yes. How much is how much caffeine is in yours? Uh, 190 to 200. Jeez. So it's basically like two cups of coffee in one drink. That's crazy. But w- the pre work without the the nice taste of coffee. Yeah, the I hate the taste of coffee. Anyway, the the uh, pre workout that I take is actually on the lower side of caffeine at 200. So most av- or like standard ones are between 300 and all the way up to 500. Which is nuts. Yeah. Like, I couldn't imagine pumping that much caffeine into my body in one drink. Most people, uh, because it is before a workout, will take it quickly uh, with just a little bit of water. And then in a very poor situation, they'll dry. It's called dry scooping, where they put the powder in, a little bit of water, shake it up in their mouth, and go, That is very bad for you. And for those of you watching, Justin is, or for yeah, those of you yes. listening, Justin is dry. Dry scooping yes. right now as we speak. Yeah. yeah. It's like that's a the, worse cinnamon challenge. That's the best uh, reason to watch us on YouTube because you can see <laughs> yeah. me fake yeah, dry yeah. scooping. No, he's real dry scooping. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah. Dry scooping is not good uh, for you because... It's just weird. Yeah. Like, you just see Jim Hardo's doing it. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. And like, that guy that cuts off the sleeves on his t-shirt, so it's basically yeah. just one line. Just go sit in a gym parking lot. And I bet you you'll see at least 10 people dry scooping in their car. There's a direct correlation between dry scooping and drug use in the, <laughs> in, in the, in the fitness community. Yeah. Um, I also, correct me if I'm wrong, I have heard that the other, we, we were talking about ingredients and got stuck on caffeine. The other ingredients I've heard when dry scooped are not activated. I wouldn't be able to correct you if you're wrong, but that, I mean, kind of sounds right. I mean, so but it also sounds because weird it's too. a Yeah, because right. it's a powder, I've heard it. It activates by the water, mm-hmm. so then when you drink it, you get all the the benefits of the ingredients. That's interesting. That would so, be something to look into that we can yeah we can talk about follow up on. Yeah, um, I'm sure we could do a whole episode on caffeine. Yeah, it's right. a very big topic. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, do you have any other thoughts on pre workout? Because um, I have some thoughts. Yeah, we were talking about the ingredients. Yeah. Uh, the other main ingredient in a pre workout is you're looking for beta alanine, which creates what people talk about that fuzzy feeling. Mm-hmm. in their face and skin. So like um the suggested on all the bottles, the suggested amount of time is 20 to 30 minutes before your workout. Um so if you take it, let's say a half hour and it's going on 45 minutes before your workout and you're not moving, you're going to start feeling it in your what in your body. What does beta alanine do other than make you feel fuzzy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have fuzzy. Yeah. <laughs> does it have like performance enhancing um uh no, I to my knowledge, on let's, let's look it up. Yeah, on um, as far as performance enhancing, mm-hmm. I know uh not anymore. Maybe there's a certain amount that the NCAA does not allow mm-hmm. for caffeine. So if you're going to play uh, college sports for the NCAA, you can't go in with ten cups of coffee in you and be absolutely charged <laughs> and go play a football game. You can't. Who would test you? Uh, I think the NCAA. NCAA is just a 
bunch of rich rigged people. Okay. Um but beta alanine it's um let's see. It it, it it's a, a non essential amino acid. Um and and we've all heard of okay, maybe not all heard of, but amino acids are the building blocks of proteins. Not essential meaning um your body makes it already. Um it's important for um the production of kerosene, just another compound, but that um plays a role in muscular endurance, right? So um, people like the reason you would take beta alanine in a lifting situation is so your muscles have a little extra, um, capacity to continue the lift, right? If you usually, um, fail it at around a eight or a nine rep, you might be able to get to 11 or 12. So it's just that little, that little extra hit that your, your, um, body needs. But again, you know, why, why do I need to take a supplement if my body's already naturally producing this? Um, again, not necessary, but you know, it does help that little extra kick. You can take just a straight beta alanine um, supplement as well, but that's it's up to you. It probably doesn't taste that good. Um, Ninety, uh, I'm not even gonna put a percentage to it. Most of gym goers just take pre workout for the caffeine hit to wake up, go in, and do their workout. Um, I mean, do you think most really- gym goers take pre workout for that, or do you just think they take pre workout because? you know there's a little bit of placebo obviously it has yeah. like effects but like like oh i'm going to the gym i i have to take pre-workout you have a good point uh i think that's possible definitely i think i think that uh daily as well like is this really helping me um yeah like I, what like like anything in, in fitness like there's got to be a why behind it like is it why because you know i i know pre-workout you know gives me that little extra pump that i need like does it i mean have you lifted without pre-workout i have so like well, I, I, that was a rhetorical yeah. question. Oh, okay, sorry. That you can answer. Then I won't answer. It. No answer. Okay. Now I'm I asking have. why. <laughs> and what differences did you feel? Um. So, I used to take a standard pre scoopable pre workout, mm-hmm. not dry scooping. Noted. Um, and the brand that I liked and quote unquote trusted, mm-hmm. uh, as far as ingredients and not putting bad stuff in there, there, they were having some supply chain issues, as the world is. So I could not have that. So I've, I did a lot of, I actually went without pre-workout for a while and my workouts just felt like I I felt myself sitting there more between sets, just blah and not, not charged per se. Um, so then I switched to, um, drinking an energy drink Mm -hmm. and, when I hear people, myself, even when I hear someone saying like, oh yeah, I'm drinking an energy drink. It's like. That's a lot of caffeine. Like the one of the top brands is Bang because it's the cheapest. C four. Yeah. Nas. Yeah. Those are all, as I said before, uh, three to four hundred milligrams of caffeine, which mm-hmm. I knew I did not want to put in my body, especially when I work out in the morning at five six a.m. Yeah. I didn't want to put that in first thing in the morning before I've eaten. Yeah. So I did some research and I found Celsius drinks, which have um, two hundred milligrams of caffeine in them. And they have um, amino acids that the body does not make. Essential amino yes, acids. Yes, essential. Essential. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. Um, so it has a lot more added uh, effects to it than just caffeine. Uh, so I find it beneficial. I like drinking that. Um, and because it, it doesn't have beta alanine in it, so it doesn't give me that weird fuzzy feeling like I need to lift a 1,000 pounds. To get rid of that feeling, but 
Um, so I find I can drink it before a workout or in a day, a day off as well. Okay. Uh, I just, it, I, it's kind of turned into my version of coffee. Yeah. I wake up, have a cup of coffee and go work. Just one. Well, uh, like I said, 200, that's yeah. two cups of coffee. So I have a different perspective. I've maybe taken pre-workout one time. Um, for, you know, those listeners, I drink two to three cups of coffee a day. That's because, you know, um, I've been drinking since, you know, sixth or seventh grade, and it is an important part of my day. And if I don't have it, I'm cranky. But, you know, there's my 200 milligrams caffeine spread out over like three or four hours. Um, um, but I, I don't think pre-workout's necessary. Um, you know, well... I want to back myself up. I don't think it's necessary okay. to work out. It's not like... Well, these are my thoughts. Sorry. It's not like a pair of shoes. Like, those are almost necessary. Or clothes. Not necessary. For, not, for, not for all. Yeah. yeah. Not for all. A, a seat clothes. Belt. A seatbelt is necessary. Yeah. Clothes to walk into the gym. Necessary. Pre-workout, not necessary. Yeah. All right. Proceed. Sorry. Um, I, you know... So, I, I can't really say that, you know, I, I'm not like using some sort of supplement to, you know, get me through the day. But like I am, I'm doing caffeine, but I'm not, I'm not drinking coffee to get my workout in. Right. It's just kind of, you know, a coincidence that those two same things happen the same day. Um, but I think pre-workout is very overrated in regards to people needing it for their lift. It doesn't have that many nutrients or, you know, amazing sources of non-essential or essential amino acids that are going to make a significant difference in your day-to-day life, right? All it is is it's a way to get, you know, two to 300 milligrams of caffeine in a 16-ounce cup, and then these companies sell you on the idea of, oh, hey, like our drink, like Bang. Bang uh, uh, advertises that they have uh, creatine in their in their drinks, which, you know, they do, but they're at such small amounts that it's not going to make a significant difference in your day. And it's so small that you would need to take like two or three banks for it to actually make a difference in the way that creatine does. And creatine's a great supplement, but we'll get into that at a, a later time. But I think pre-workout is just one of those things that like someone started to do it. You know, a lot of gym bros followed, followed suit. And now it's like one of those things that like if I don't take my pre-workout, I'm not going to have a good workout. And that's just not necessarily true. If you're coming into the gym, you know, on a full eight hours of sleep, having, a, you know, a good, you know, good full like course of like your nutrition and everything like that, your, your workout's going to be fine. The pre-workout's not going to give you any necessary edge over the person sitting next to you. Yeah. Right. It's just kind of those, like, it's just, you know, something to, you know, sell you on, right? Like you could drink a cup of coffee or like, or like tea or whatever you like to, if you're, if you're simply looking for to be like more awake then just any normal caffeine will, will do, right? There's yeah. nothing special about pre-workout other than the fact that you spent $40 on a jug and now you're at a sunk cost, you know? Yeah. So. Um, back to what I was saying before in the beginning about like, uh, an older generation, not really knowing what it is and could be afraid by it. Like, um, it, it can't hurt you. I mean, I guess it could with a yeah. lot of caffeine, yeah, like, <laughs> but yeah. we've both had uh, chest problems yeah. <laughs> due to maybe over caffeine consumption. No, I had an injury anyway. Um, <laughs> um, what was I saying? The older oh, generation. Yeah. yeah. Afraid. It, yeah. It can be a useful tool, but it's not a necessary tool. And it, um, when used properly and you're a little bit smart about it, it can help. It, it can't, uh, or sorry, it can help, yeah. but it can't hurt. 
Yeah. I'm not trying to like jump on people that take pre-workout. I'm just saying it's not, it's not going to provide you any significant like benefits that, um, more sleep and better nutrition would. Um, you do need to, however, be careful because in the United States, I could open a supplement company tomorrow, not need FDA, you know, uh, approval or anything like that. I just need a business and I need some lab to make it. So when you are, you know, looking for these these supplements, you have to find a, you know, a a brand or a company that is, you know, trustworthy and is not just like saying they, you know, all this stuff because let's be honest, like if you look at the, you know, ingredients of a of anything that comes in the fitness industry, like there's, you know, consonants like after every consonant. Like mm-hmm. the words don't make any sense. The yeah. medical field has just made you know, the English language into their own little parade and, and they just put Z, X, Y and then it sounds like a P for some reason. So you're not going to understand what the ingredients are anyways, but, you know, knowing that there are legitimate, like trustworthy companies out there that will provide you with, you know, quality supplements is is something that you need to find, right? If you walk into a GNC and see the first pre-workout on the shelf, you know, the chances are that it's kind of crap. Mm-hmm. So the best thing you can do is do your research. Yeah. There's a lot of reviews out there there's just, a lot of information on caffeine and then there's a lot of reviews on each individual uh product yeah like but you have to find people that you also trust like me and justin have no affiliation with you know any companies that we talk about like i i usually recommend legion products for a lot of my clients that's l-e-g-i-o-n justin talked about celsius as his um his energy drink of choice like we have no affiliation with those those are just what we use and what we what we trust in and and what we would tell our clients to get so like there's no like code in our bio or anything like that that you're going to get those from but you just have to find people that you can trust and that you know have a a reputation of not like screwing people over right because that's you know 90 percent of influencer influencers out there they'll get a code that they get a kickback from and you know they'll just do anything and you know say anything to get you to use that code so Use pre-workout, don't use pre-workout, you know, just be safe about it. Yeah. Feel free to ask us any more questions you may have about that. Yeah. I did not expect that question to take 18 minutes, 18 but minutes. I, I do get a little fired up about that. Um, all right. Question two. Sure. How do I gain muscle? Lift pre-workout. Weight, lift weights and pre-workout. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Do you want to start this one off again? I guess Justin I is the muscles in this. So. Yeah. Now that we have video, you can see that. Yeah, I mean, I'm more, maybe I'm more defined. Maybe we have, maybe we have video. We don't know. There might be video, but how do you gain muscle? <laughs> Let's break down a intricate physiological process. Yes, in two words: lift more, lift more, <laughs> lift heavier. All right, have a good day. <laughs> yeah. um, you, oh man, there's so many different ways you can go with this. Yeah, start me. Start me, start me somewhere, and I'll, I'll, I'll jump in there. All right, um, I'll just let's paint a picture. Um, I am 14. I'm walking into the gym for the first time. My goal is to get a little bit stronger, put on a little bit more lean mass for my sport. Um, you know, what do I do? How does muscle happen? All right, what, what is muscle? All right, here we go. Why? We're off to the races. Is that is that good for you? Sure. Okay. Well, you said about walking to the gym the first time. So, um, as we've said in a podcast before, I think we titled it Getting Started. Um, uh, it can be tough to get started because it can be also, it can be very discouraging. Like, uh, if you're 14 years old, you obviously want to lift heavy uh, all the time and want to get bigger in the blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. What'd you say? That would be nice. Yeah, that, w- that would be nice. Um, Pre-workout. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Code in the bio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so this 14-year-old walks in, and let's say they're going to do a barbell bench press, because you know that's exactly what they're going to do right away. Oh, yeah. Not even going to warm up. Nope. We have a podcast on warming up. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Episode four. Yeah. <laughs> so he lays down on the bench and can't even do the bar um, all over the place, left, right, and almost hits his throat. So he re-racks it and then goes and squats. <laughs> so one rep max done. Yeah. So that wobbliness is the muscles not being used to that weight and that mm-hmm. overload. Um, the neuromuscular connection. Yes. So what will happen uh, in the coming, if, if the person sticks with it, in the coming uh, weeks to, or days to weeks to months, mm-hmm. you're going to have a general adaptation syndrome. Specific right? adaptation to yes. impose demands. Yes. So uh, the muscle the principle. <laughs> what did you say? The said principle. Yeah. The muscles don't uh, know what is happening. They're shocked when he put that. When that person put that bar, he or she put that bar. Well, they're stressed. Yeah. What? Ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so the body didn't know what to do with that. So if they keep at that and continue that stress over and over again, the body will adapt. Um, the muscles will adapt. Uh, and then you'll find a little more stability with it. I see it all the time uh, with my younger clients. Mm-hmm. And with that, that gives that mental feedback like, oh, I'm getting better. Even if the weight might not move, they feel it um, or the weight might not increase, but they feel it moving more efficiently mm-hmm. and better. They're, like a butter. Yeah. They're not moving back and forth with that bar anymore. They're going straight up, straight down. Um, so th- at that point, you then can add more stress to it by putting weight on it. Mm-hmm. and uh, increase the load and build your muscle. Yeah, so that's kind of the, the the process, right? Now, if you're going into the gym looking to build muscle, right, there's there's a few things that you have to to um, consider, right? If you walk into the gym and say, all right, I'm going to do my the heaviest heaviest I can on bench for one rep, right? Um, like that's that's not going to stress the muscles enough for them to need to make the necessary adaptations, right? Um, So when you're looking to build muscle, um, you need to consider, you know, hypertrophy, um, time under tension. Um, You you really need to look at volume versus intensity, right? We we talked about volume versus intensity um, a few weeks ago. Volume is the amount of weight lifted. Intensity is the... uh, why can't I think of the word? The like the stress that that weight is lifted, right? Stress, not stress, but like the weight, right? It's higher weight. It's more intense on your uh, your central nervous system. But you know, hypertrophy is I'm not necessarily like lifting until um or like eat. All right, we're gonna backtrack just a minute. So when you're trying to build muscle, you need to go for more volume, meaning more sets, more reps, and more of those reps are closer and closer to failure. So you're looking at uh, anywhere from three to five sets and then eight to, well, technically it's listed as, I believe, like eight to 20 reps. Yeah. It's a big range. But like all all you really need to do is, you know, if if I get to uh, my rep 10 and I'm like, okay, this is pretty heavy. My muscles are starting to burn. I could probably get, you know, five more reps and then I do three more and then I'm like, all right, I got two reps left. Like, let's stop there. Right. That's pretty close to failure. Those are called your reps in reserve. Right. So that's, I I could have gotten those two more, but I'm also, you know, 
the potential to get stuck under the barn yeah. without a, without a spotter. Failure, yeah. So like when you're building muscle, you want to get as many of those reps in that that window that is as close to failure as you can while, while being safe and maintaining good form. All right, so over time, that's going to stress the muscles out enough that they're going to have to make the specific adaptations to get bigger and stronger. So um, versus like if you're going for like absolute strength and you're looking for muscle, um, you know, mus- muscle density, muscle fiber density, and just like overall power production, you're going to do um, more intensity, um, fe- less volume, right? So I'm going to get much heavier, fewer sets, fe- or fewer reps, not necessarily fewer sets, but like you might get, you know, six actual good um reps in over you know three or four sets versus if i'm going for size and i'm looking to put on muscle right i'm going to be doing like four to six sets you know yeah and like a crap ton of reps and i do believe all these numbers were in i forget what episode it was but all these numbers Our about, periodization episode that's cr- uh is it mm-hmm. should be okay yeah, maybe one of the episodes we talked about all the different styles of training and the sets reps uh, volume intensity um, to get what you want to uh, gain out of. Yeah, because if I'm an athlete, like I'm not going to be lifting crazy volume like in season, right? I'm just going to be sore. I'm going to be tired. You know, my body's not going to be able to recover from all of the the demands of my sport and then the the lifting, right? Um, if you're an athlete and trying to get you know put on size, this is the this is the perfect time to do it in the off season, right? You don't need to load up the bar as heavy as you can. This shouldn't be anywhere close to your to your one rep max or your three rep max. You should be able to do this with ease, with every rep looking the exact same from you know rep one to rep nineteen, right? But the the important part is just getting as close to failure as you can and making your body you know have to adapt over time. And then you know on top of that, you need to get you know a sufficient amount of protein and calories in. Right, if your body doesn't have any energy that it can convert into, you know, actual like muscle tissue and things like that, then you're basically just stressing your body out without giving it um, any proper recovery. Yeah, as we've also said before, everything uh, leans off each other: rest, nutrition, and then the physical exercising. Yeah, or lifting. Yeah. Um. So looking at the question that was at hand, how do I gain muscle? Uh, the simple answer is looking at three to five sets, maybe more three to four, Mm -hmm. three to four, and then eight to 12 reps. Yeah. Repetitions of even, and then when you're getting into those last sets, last reps, um, you want it to be tough. Yeah. You don't want it to be, you don't want to feel like, man, that was easy. Like your first set, your first set should still be tough, right? You should be feeling a burn. You're like, Oh crap. Like this hurts. Like like I was doing that. I was doing some, uh, uh, close grip bench press and barbell curls yesterday. And, I was just going to failure, right? So I, I was getting around like that 12 to 15 reps, but those last couple reps, like either it was going to get like stuck under the bar and like have to crawl out from under it, or um, I was just going to stop where I had, you know, maybe one to two reps in, in reserve, um, like reps in the tank. So, and then, you know, you're going to feel sore the next day, right? My arms are still tight, you know, my, like everything just felt like swollen, but, you know, earlier in that day when I was benching, right, I, I felt fine. Like I felt, you know, a little fatigued because I was pushing hard through five reps of a, of a heavy weight. But, um, you know, I, I got up and I, you know, did my two minutes of rest and then I could go back. Whereas like on my third set of, you know, almost getting to failure, right, my arms were just like jello by that time. Yeah. So if you're looking to, you know, just gain muscle, right, you're going to just have to spend a lot of time, you know, under a bar and, and things like that, right? Just getting that, that high volume in. Um, so, you know, and then eating a lot, right? Eat a lot of protein and things like that. Um, all right. Our third question for our third question for the day. Um, 
This person asked, when increasing weight on an exercise, should you increase the weight on all of your sets or just one of your sets? Let me think about that. When increasing weight on an exercise, should you increase all sets or just one of them? Well, so this is a good question, and it um, you know, comes down to you know what what you can do. Like if you can go like so, say um, you squatted 185 pounds last week for your your set of five. Um, you know, should you go up to 190 for just one set? You know, that five pounds, or should I go to 190 and try to do multiple sets? Um, so you can kind of connect this to the the last question about yeah, gaining muscle. Gain muscle. Um, what'd you say? A squat just now? Yeah, squat. So if you um are trying or you're shooting for three sets of ten, we'll just make it super basic. Yep. Uh, shooting for three sets of ten, you do um. We've talked about this before. I keep saying that uh, about you should warm up uh, to the weight that you want to hit on your first set. You don't want to just throw that on the bar and start at that. Um, so let's say uh, you're fir- you've warmed up and you've come to your first set of 135 pounds for squat. Um, so you do your 10 and you felt like you could have done 15, 20, 25. Go up in weight. Mm-hmm. So you go up in weight. Let's say you put on... A 10 on each side. So now you're at 155. Um, and then you do your second set, and you feel like you could have got maybe one or two more. Um, I, would, I wouldn't I would go up there. Mm-hmm. I would stop, stay at 155, and do your third set of 10 to make sure you get all the reps. And like you said, reps in reserve have mm-hmm. a little bit left in the tank. Um, versus, okay, I maybe could have got one or two more, but let's put another 10 on. Yeah. Or two tens, um, and then make it even heavier, and uh, and then fail at six reps. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, it's important to get all your reps in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I definitely agree. So, like when I'm training, um, you know, athletes, I have in mind, you know, like what I want them to get. So let's say for squat, right? They squatted 135 pounds last week. I want them to get that 145 t- today for their like their main set, right? That's that's what we're looking to get. So, you know, we kind of work our ways up, work our way up, right? We do a couple heavy sets. That way your body's used to that that load, right? It's not just a shock on the system from the bar up to 145 pounds, right? That can be just a shock to the system and you might just not be ready for it. Um, I'm going to keep that athlete's um, first set as their heaviest set, right? They're not going to be as fatigued if they did, you know, 90% of what I want them to do their first set, 95% of what I want them to do their second set, and then their third set, you know, I'm, I'm having them do what I want, um, that way, you know, you get that heavy set, you kind of feel it out, you see how you feel, right? And then I'll usually have them go down and just do some maintenance sets, right? You know, they'll go back to their previous five rep, five rep max of 135, and then just continue to work on form, right? That's, so that's for, you know, an overall like performance, right? You know, my goal is just get a little bit stronger each week. Um, now, however, if they say like, oh, okay, that wasn't that bad, you know, I can do it again. Uh, let's do it again, right? It, it's not going to hurt. Like if they if they fail the set, you know, they fail the set, and then we can go back down and, and finish that. But um, there there's no reason that you know two of your sets should be you know fifty percent of what you can do, and then your last set should be like what you're going for. If you can do all three of those sets at that weight, then you're obviously going to be a little bit stronger than you previously thought you were, and you could probably go up even more. Um, but if you do feel like that for that that real heavy set does take a lot out of you, then just drop back, drop down the weight and just focus on, on form and technique. Cause that's going to, you know, 
get you further along long term than just like getting another heavy set and kind of like working your like you know just dragging your way through it yeah so uh, a personal example is so let's stick with the squat mm-hmm. let's say um i'm in warming up for the squat um 135 moving up and uh, people will ask me oh what are you hitting today uh i don't know that's my answer i don't know yeah. um they're looking for me to say like oh i'm hitting 315 i'm hitting 405 like i have a rep that i want to hit mm-hmm. and i'm gonna hit the reps not necessarily the weight mm-hmm. so if i'm supposed to do three reps and um i don't know where i was going <laughs> sorry um <laughs> back to the number so yeah. if if i say oh, i'm gonna do four or five for three reps and i only get one i i don't i count that as like a unsuccessful day yeah for lifting so I look at it more of the reps going through my warmups. I was like, okay, I'm at 365. Let's hit this for three and then be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if you feel good, you feel good, right? There's going to be days that you're going to come into the gym and you're not going to feel that good, right? Maybe you yeah. skipped your pre-workout or something yeah. like that. Um, or link or in the bio. Just, yeah. <laughs> or, or not a good night's sleep. Yeah. That, that's what usually happens to me is something with, I, w- I had to go to bed late or I went to bed late and had to get up early to work out. Um, I, I just find myself tired and then I fatigue a lot quicker. I still mm-hmm. might be able to hit a heavy weight, but I fatigue a lot quicker. Yeah. So. Yeah. So like really, you know, the, the short answer to this question is, you know, when increasing weight on exercise, should I go up on all sets or just that one? Um, yes, you should go up on all sets if you can. All right. If you, yeah. if you, you know, if it, at the least you can hit that one real heavy set where you, you know, you're like, all right, you know, I went up, I went up my five pounds. I, don't know if I can do that again. That was super stressful, like on my body. Um, I'm tired. Like, let's just go back down, work on form. But if you go, all right, that was pretty easy. Let's let's do it again. Let's let's hit that set again. Then th- there's no smart. reason that you can't. Yeah. Just be smart about it. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Like I I might have said this before, but like don't for a squat anything anything like don't ego lift. Yeah. <laughs> like ego lifting is bad. Yes. We do not like it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that was pretty good. I like those. Uh. There's three questions. Um, Simple but effective. Yeah, I mean, keep these questions coming. Like we we want to do a Q and A, obviously every every couple of weeks because it's what you guys want to hear, right? We can always pick a topic, but it's not necessarily going to be what something that you guys want to hear. You know, I'm I'm sure some of you got you know found some entertainment when we talked last week about Justin's powerlifting competition. Maybe others of you were just like, what the heck is this? Yeah. Um, but you know, keep submitting questions, right? Even just you know shoot us a DM on our personal Instagram or are there podcast instagram you know whatever yeah if you um, have a question outside of us doing an actual q a feel free to ask yeah it gives us a reason to talk about something yes it gives us a reason to continue on um but yeah no i thought this was a good episode and you know hopefully the video will be up on youtube as well i kind of forgot that it was actually there we shall see yeah we shall see um but if you like you know watching this instead of listening um you know our our set isn't that uh crazy right there's a mirror in the back it kind of kind of throw me off a little bit but you know, it, it might get better. It ho- will hopefully get better. Yeah. Maybe uh, a logo. Yeah. A, a pre-workout logo. Yeah. Yeah. Just a shelf with all our pre-workouts Six, on there. 600 milligrams of caffeine. Yeah. Dry scoop only. Yeah. <laughs> Just straight from Russia. If you skip to only this part of the podcast, that was all fake information. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. But we will see you guys next week.